and welcome to episode 7 of Your Ageless Musical Brain. I'm your host, Luz Elena, and my very special guest today is Andrew E. Pierce, independent artist, singer, songwriter, composer, vocal arranger, educator. Born and raised in England, Andrew has won numerous amounts of gospel teen music talent awards in the UK. He's worked with Grammy award-winning music producers, Trevor Horn, who worked with very famous singers such as Seal, Leanne Rimes, Bob Marley, and the late Tina Turner, to name a few. Trevor Horn also produced songs for Andrew's very first album that he recorded with Universal Polydor Records. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on the show. So tell our listeners, at what age you started your singing career and what inspired you? Wow. Well, I've been singing from around the age of nine years old, back in church, uh, a Pentecostal church. I've always been singing. I've been brought up in a culture, an environment where it was always, there was always music. There was always great singing, great gospel singing. So from around the age of nine, I started singing and all the way through my early teens and even late teens, that's when I decided to um, take singing more seriously, more professionally. And that's where it all began, really. You come from a family of musicians. Yes. I'm the youngest of nine siblings. Big family. Wow. Nine of us. And um, there are a lot of singers in the family. There are musicians. The brother that works with me on the album, he's actually a very, very good musician. So, yes, I'm from a family of dedicated musicians and singers. So when you started at church, they gave you the opportunity to sing right up front? Oh, my Lord. We had no choice. It was just part of what we did. It was what we did. Yes, it was like, right, come on, we need some new worship leaders. We need some new singers. So you get up there and you learn the craft. And I'll tell you something about singing in church particularly the black Pentecostal churches here in the UK, you have to be good because and there's a lot of pressure on you to perform well and to minister well, because of course you're doing it for God, aren't you? So they want excellence at all times. So um, it was a very good training ground for me. Very good. Who discovered you? It was, I was doing quite a few gospel concerts around 17, 18 years old. And there was something called The Well in the UK. And it's, it's a showcase of the, the best gospel artists or soul artists in the United Kingdom, around the UK and Wales and Scotland. Apparently, they had Universal Polydor had been watching me for quite a while before they approached me. So they'd been coming to concerts seeing how I interacted with the audience, etc. And I was about 18 years old when this really um, ambiguous-looking man approached me in the concert <laughs> and handed me a card and said, um, I'm a record manager and I'd like to work with you. I'm part of Polydor Stroke Universal. Contact me. Now, of course... I thought it was a big joke. I didn't think it was for real. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. Out of curiosity, I contacted the number and lo and behold, it was genuine. And that's where it all began and started around 18 years old. You have your your vocal training. Have you dealt with teens face-to-face? Yes, I do online, face-to-face. And also I'm a qualified English teacher. 
So I, I teach secondary English years 11 to 18. So I've got great experience working and interacting with young people. I, I love inspiring young people as part of my passion. Have you yeah. noticed a transformation with your students? That's a major reason why I started to um, teach, whether it's vocals or English, but mainly vocals now, because it was witnessing that transformation of the children, children that I could see that are gifted or talented in a particular area, but they just needed that confidence and somebody to show a little bit of, um, to show them some confidence and to show them that they can do it and they can achieve. And seeing those children develop and grow in confidence and grow in their skill over time, that in itself just gives me so much pleasure and enjoyment to see that. You also do vocal trainings for adults. Is that somehow different? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. It's quite similar with that because what I, what I find with children, mainly children, it is... Um, the initial nucleus and finding out and then kind of unraveling what their gifts and talents are, learning about their gifts. With older people or, or adults, as we say, it's regaining the confidence that a lot of them may have lost because of life. Because, you know, life can give you a knock. Life can be difficult. And for them to come to my vocal tuition and to find their confidence again, to find parts of who they are again through music is amazing. To see that light bulb come back on when they perform or when they learn a new technique or skill through singing is amazing. And what I like to tell them is that they haven't necessarily lost themselves. They're, they're not lost. It's just they need to tap back into what's already there. It's never really been lost. It's just to reveal it again. That's probably what they need. We tend to take for granted the impact of what we are listening to. Yes. We have hearing as the sense, but we take for granted when we listen. And you're in listening to spiritual music in which we're not even aware of the vibration coming from the voice, the choir, musical instruments, but it's doing miracles to brain health. Spiritual songs, worship songs, like My King, that we can appreciate in the background. From Andrew E. Pierce. Creator, my miracle, there's nothing comparable. Mountains have to move. Love for me abroad. Sustainer, unstoppable. In you, all things are possible. Surrender all of you. Always all of you. No eyes have seen, no ears have heard the treasures you've prepared for me. There are so many people that are depressed, down, anxious. They suffer from anxiety or talk to us about this kind of remedy. I think part of the reason I do music and my vision for what I do is exactly that. It is to remind people, sometimes to slow down because life can be difficult. I've had my knocks. I've had several illnesses and situations that were out of my control. And I always revert back to music because I get so much consolation from that. My faith in God 
and my music are two things that, that, that are so in, intertwined. And I, my vision is to give people hope. And through my music, through singing, through my spirit, and we talked about vibrations, musical vibrations, through singing from my spirit, which is my vibration, I somehow want to impart that to my listeners. So I'm so grateful that you are in some way touched by the music because that is all I want to do. I want to inspire people. There's a scripture in the Bible, uh, a story about David, King David, and how he was brought before King Saul in order to soothe him. And it was through his music, his playing of his I think it was the harp, or it could be other instruments, but he was able to soothe the king that was going through distress. That has always blown my mind. Could I do music that in some ways affects people in a positive way? Could I give something? Could I impart that? But how do I do that? And I've learned through singing over the years, it's all about connecting with your audience. It's all about tapping into something that we have in common. And we all face the humans the human circumstance, the human situation. We all have issues. And I just hope my music does that. Of course, with their faith, because you have to be grounded. Is that right? You have, especially if you are a faithful individual. Yeah, you you have to be grounded. I'm not saying you have to be perfect because I'm far from that. But what I'm trying to say is how can I offer anybody anything unless I myself have experienced something? Because to be able to sing the way I do and the, the lyrics that I write It's because I've been there. I've experienced certain things. And I think souls connect with souls. And I think people can connect with that through the vibrations, through what I sing. And what I would call the Holy Spirit, I can connect with people that way. And that's just my dream that I can continue to do that. But it's all about connecting with the senses, as you've said. My sense connects with your senses. Yeah. Which is linked to the soul, I believe. It promotes socialization. It's talking about the spirit through the vibrations of music. Yes. Words, words have energy. We can bring things into existence through what we say and through how we conduct ourselves. There's, a, there's an experiment where I think it was a scientist. I'm not too sure what field it is, but he gave an experiment on talking positively to plants. And talking negatively to plants. And they found out that the plants that were given positive affirmations, positive statements, grew better, grew taller, were more dense than the plants that were spoken negatively to. And I don't think people understand the power we have in our tongues. What we say can influence our lives. I'm not a big believer in simply saying positive things, then change automatically happens. It doesn't work that way, I don't believe. But I do believe what you speak, what you hear yourself say can change your mindset. And it's part of that that brings change in a person's life in a positive way or in a negative way. And I'm a firm believer in that. I've got a question for you, if I'm allowed to ask questions. Do you think it's words themselves Or is it the intention behind the words? That's the intention. There is a lot we still don't know. There's still a lot we don't quite understand. Um, But in my journey that I'm doing right now, I'm I'm discovering so much about how I deliver a song, my intent behind the song, the lyrics, the vibrations can make a massive difference. And I'm learning that. 
life can be a distraction. I, you know, I, I've had a very successful 19-year career teaching English. Before that, I did my music when I released my debut album with um, Universal Polydor Records. And in those 19 years, I lost my my vision for music. Now, I think that's what I've been called to do. That is my purpose. But I think life can happen, paying bills, mortgages, things happen, you get ill, and, and you often lose that. You forget what you're here to do. And I found in the last two or three years, just before COVID, where things changed for me, that it's important not to get too distracted by life and to focus on what gives you purpose. We have to live lives. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I live in the real world, but we have to focus on what gives us purpose. Your gift will always make room for you. It will always, there'll always be a way if you focus on what your gift is in success. It will always give you success, whatever that means to you, to have ind individuals. You are a perfect example of that. Um, I admire your strength and uh, you have sure. gone in your personal life through distractions. Yes. But it comes back to haunt you because you know you want to succeed in what you were called to do. So yes. distractions we go by because life is not perfect. Creating self-awareness. We cannot go through a self help process without becoming self-aware by connecting with our senses. And yes. one beautiful way of doing it is through music, through songs. Beautiful way yeah. of coming. And, and sadly for some people, well, maybe not sadly because it's a way forward, but for some people becoming aware, they're, they're only become aware when hard times hit. Yes. That is what switches a light bulb back on to what they're really here to do. It makes it, it brings the urgency. Yes, until fear kicks in. Yes, and that's when people become aware. Yes. For some, to some extent, that's what happened with me when I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma a few, um, few years ago now. That did put me in a state of, wow, this could be it. What am I going to do with my life? What do I want to do? What do I want my legacy to be? Do I want it to be... He was a classroom teacher. Was that what, is that what you did? Which is great. Nothing wrong in that. But I knew there was more for me. I knew that my purpose was to help and support people in some way. And I knew it was linked to my music. And I'm just discovering what it is now, which is great. Yes. It was a joy writing that song. It, it flowed quite easily, that song, when I was writing it. The, the, the melody to the chorus came to me straight away and I built it around that. So yeah, it's about knowing that there's better ahead. Don't give up. There's hold on in there. There's treasures that you don't even know of yet if you just give it a chance. I want to quote. Okay. You don't need drugs or any other crutch in order to make it through this. There are so many issues in life where they believe or they need a bit of escapism in order to deal with them. But I'm a firm believer in these crutches eventually end up being more of an issue. You become, that becomes the problem. That becomes your bondage in itself. So I strongly believe that there are other more healthy, spiritually uplifting ways to deal with issues and deal with problems in life than turning to alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be, sex addiction, whatever it may be you're dealing with. I think there are um, a lot more healthier ways of dealing with them, but it's finding it because that's not always that. 
what poses itself, puts itself in front of you first. You may want to run to the drugs. You may want to run to the alcohol. But that is not the best way out. It may seem the easiest, but in the long run, it causes more issues. And I strongly believe that. What about the pain that's felt by just getting stressed? When you feel stressed, you feel the pain flowing through your veins. I is feel that, it in my stomach that? because it can become a poor quality choice of life. Quality of, living, yes. living in that depression, living in that dark place. For me personally, my faith helps me a lot with that, with my singing. When I'm in that place, I put my music on and I sing. I sing. I, I let everything out. I, I battle with it and I let mm. things out. That works for me. For some, it's dancing. I think for you, it may be dancing. Yeah. And we are, and many of us haven't tapped into it as, as exactly. much as we, as we ought to. And that's why it takes things like neuroscientists to explain the effect that's having on us in the physical realm and the spiritual realm. I really believe that. Andrew E. Pierce, and you, uh, you're you on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn, you have your social media, you have your followers, you've got people, a whole lot of people that love you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Check out my music, please, on Spotify and all streaming platforms. I'd really appreciate that. And I hope it resonates with your listeners in some way. I hope it helps them through and gives them some kind of vision and hope to move forward. Because life can be difficult, but we've got to make the most of it. We've got to make our lives joyful. We have to. That's right. Yes. And with always maintaining that child spirit. Yes. Yes. I thought I lost it, but it's still there. (laughs) It's still still there. there. Oh, yes, absolutely. I love it. Andrew, it's been a pleasure and an honor. And uh, let's do this again. Part two. Very soon. (laughs) There's part two. Part two. Great. Enjoy. Enjoy your day. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks again. Take care. Let's go.